There's a bluegrass uh, guitarist, songwriter, buddy guy, and he says this, uh, if that doesn't light your fire, then you've got wet wood. So that was th thanks, guys, for bringing us into that celebration. Lots of fun. All right, our scripture reading for this afternoon comes from uh, Mark's account of the resurrection. That comes from Mark 16, uh, verses 1 through 7, and I'll read that now. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, don't be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. This is the word of the Lord, and what we do here, we have a tradition. When I say this is the word of the Lord, everyone says, thanks be to God. So this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You did that great. All right, I'm going to start out uh, pretty glum. I'm going to be a downer, okay? Uh, I'm going to start out this way, is that everything so far that you've experienced in life um, and seen in history does not end well. It does not end well. Uh, we have numerable, innumerable, relentless data points. And let me just tell you that it, life is tough. It's a struggle. Boss, family, work, whatever. And then um, everything is like a low-grade fight if it's not a downright tragedy. And then the end of the story, the end of all of our stories, your story, my story, is this, is that you die. I said I was going to start glum, right? It's Rose Hills, it's Forest Lawn for all of us. That's, uh, that's all we have. Look, look, that's not refutable. Like, you can look back at all of human history. Guess what? Everybody dies. Like, you, you can not like it, but it still happens. Um, you can call it cynicism, but that is the end of the story as all of us commonly know the story of humanity is all of us are going to die, and it doesn't end well. Uh, this was brought home to us, uh, my wife and I, my family, and I think many in our community just the last couple of weeks. Uh, do you recall the Nashville shooting just recently? Uh, it brought it home to us because friends of my wife and I, uh, one of their nine-year-old daughters died in that shooting. Incredible. It's horrible, objectively, but then when it's someone you know, it's amplified horrible. Uh, a friend of ours, uh, uh, a woman had, who had worked for him and they were close and she's under 25, died in the past week and a half. And wow. If you live in South Pasadena, you know this, by, by just one degree of your associations and friendships, 
a middle schooler died this past week. Incredible. Horrifying. Uh, uh, let me just tell you this, and this is the glum part before we really get to celebrating and boogieing again. We really don't have a lot of data to make us optimists. We really don't. History is absolutely unrelenting here. In fact, the comedian Alex Voluto puts it this way. I understand. <laughs> Conspiracy theories are always just thinking the world is gonna end. It's just pessimism. <laughs> What's the alternative? That people are good and things are gonna work out? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Optimism is the ultimate conspiracy theory. <laughs> like, have you had someone tell you the secret? Like, the more positive energy you put out into the universe, the more positive things you get back. It's fake news. <laughs> it's not real. But if someone's like, you know, there's a group of Illuminati lizard people ruining your life, I'm like, tell me more. That makes sense. All right, what's his point? What's his point? The hopeful optimists are the conspiracy wackos. It's not the anxious people. It's not the worry warts. They have every, they have all the data behind them that life doesn't end well. They've got all the pile of data and all the optimists don't have a lot of data. Um, now, we have some favorite, well-loved modern stories uh, that have very difficult bad endings, don't we? Let me, let me show you this. Let me show you four modern classics and how they end. It'll be from Frozen, it'll be from Toy Story 3, it'll be from Harry Potter, and it'll be from Lord of the Rings. Let's see. getting out of hand. It was an accident. I'm sorry, Anna. She's ice cold. Where's your kid now, Sheriff? No! No! 
Who's that? Packard's carried. Neville, who is it? Harry Potter! He's dead! No! No! Silence! Stupid girl! Harry Potter is dead. From this day forth, you put your faith in me. that our stories and our literature and our movies, why is it that they end well? Because is that how Frozen ends, kids? Yeah. <laughs> is that how Toy Story 3 ends? Why do we long for a good ending in the story when we have no historical precedent for it? Have you ever thought it like, why? Why in the world would we have positive endings? This is how they should all end. Here's this. The data point for Easter, in Easter, for any hope that you and I have is this, is that Jesus Christ is risen. And the Apostle Paul tells us this, is that that data point is the first fruit. You know what a first fruit is? It's the first time it happens. And it's a preview trailer for how all of our stories are going to end. And it's one data point. And all of the other data points are saying it should end like I clipped it out. All the other data ends with our world ending in what? Apocalypse, fiery meteors, carbon suffocation, dying stars, and you already got this part, but dying people. All the other data, this is the only data point that says, what if the story doesn't end in apocalypse? Easter means this, is that the resurrection is the end of all the stories. It's the end of anyone who has a story and says, I'm going to trust that data point. 
Why would we have a longing for something that never, ever has ever been experienced except by Christ himself? I, I think this. I think humanity wants Easter to be true. Even if they don't want the Jesus of the Easter, I think they want Easter to be true. So what does that mean for you in your story and me in my story? Um, to echo a Chinese writer, uh, Yi Yun Li, she has this essay, and it's a great little essay. It says, dear friend, from my life, I write to you in your life. And so I'm going to echo that and use her, her phrase and say, friend, in your story, I write to you, I speak to you now from my story. It means this, is that the story is not over. It means that anything, th think of your story, anything that is warped, wrong, or broken, inside of your story, the story that you are living, is really not the end of your story. It's not. You're not doomed by the past. You're not doomed by the unrecoverable, the regrettable. You know that there are no redos and resets and restart the game over. No, you know that. But that is not the end of your story. It's not the end of your story because the resurrection is true. It means that everything that infuriates you about the pain and the suffering and the injustice that we see around us, I'll repeat myself, is not the end of the story. It's just not. Um, the singer and songwriter Sandra McCracken, she puts it this way in her song, Fool's Gold. But if it's not okay, then this is not the end. But if it's not okay, then this is not the end. We call that hope. In the middle of a pile of bad data, um, your story ends like his story, and that's how faith is connected to something that's hopeful in the future. The story doesn't end on a dark and bloody Friday, and because of that, your story, story doesn't end that way either. Rose Hills and Forest Lawn are not the end of your story. In fact, I would say this, it will be the beginning of the truest life you have ever experienced. Now, that is an Easter we can get happy about. It really is. It's why we sing with gusto. And this is what I, I, I pray for you. I pray this morning is may God put his resurrection blessing on your story too. Let's pray. Our Father and our God. The story is not how I would have written it. And I am glad. Would your story, through the work of Jesus, by the work of your spirit in us, begin to brag about what you have done. Finish our stories for us, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.